God bless you. Father, thank you. Move on the word. Move on this. Open our hearts. Let us learn in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Wow, this is huge. You're right. Uh, calisthenics if you run around this place, uh, which I let the youth kids do on Friday nights, so sorry. Um, so I was really, I, I told, asked Pastor if I could speak um, because I thought I would have a different message than I have now, but God changed my mind. Um, and uh, I'm going to do kind of an a illustrated message, if you will. Um, so, um, but before I do that, I really want to, I know uh, Roger did uh, praise reports, but we had one that was just astounding to us yesterday. Um, Logan, uh, Logan and I decided we wanted to go hunting this year, and I talked him into getting his tags, and he hadn't had his tags in like 15 years. And uh, I called him on Friday night, and I said, hey, you're going to be at men's breakfast and come over and help? And he's like, no, I'm going hunting. And I'm like, wow, I wish I could do that too. But no, I'm not. I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to be there Saturday morning. So I get here, what time, 6 o'clock, right? And uh, we start cooking breakfast, and all of a sudden Logan walks in. And I was like, what the heck are you doing here? You told me you weren't going to be here. And he goes, well, I got out to my truck, and God told me to go to men's breakfast and not to go hunting. And, and I'm like, okay, you're going to come cut firewood? And he goes, yep, because God told me to be obedient, and I was obedient, and I came here to do what God told me to do. So we go to the lady's house. We're cutting firewood. We're cutting firewood. And I had to leave because I had to bring Sitti back to the church because he had to leave early. And I came back, and my son Elijah was like, hey, Dad, look at that forked horn sitting over there. There's a forked horn buck standing in Larry's uh, backyard. And it's a big place, so don't worry, he was, it, was, it was legal. Um, so, so I was like, hey, Larry, what would you think about Logan going over there and shooting that uh, forked horn? And he goes, well, I don't care. I was like, well, uh, we don't have a rifle. And he goes, I got rifles. <laughs> right? So Larry gives me a rifle. I walk out. I go, here you go, Logan. Let's go out there. And, you know, it was the perfect, perfect shot because behind this buck was a wall of tires. So there was nowhere for the bullet to go but hit that deer. And he, yeah, it, he didn't move. I was like, is it a robotic deer? No, no. Logan shot his forked horn, filled his tag. First one in, what, 15 years? Because he was obedient to what God had for him that day, right? So I'm going to be obedient to what God had for us today. And I have this illustrated message, um, which I need a hand. Uh, Eric. So, Eric, I don't want you to do anything until I tell you to do it, okay? All right? So... Did you guys know that being a Christian is a lot like being a pumpkin? No. Amen. You didn't know that? You had no idea. Well, I'm going to tell you how, right? Get my phone out here. Just one second. Sorry, I got a phone call. Never, just kidding. So, 
In John 15, 16, someone turn there. Who's going to get there first? John 15, 16. Besides my son, because he knew he's cheating. Amen. You want to stand up and read it real loud? No? Uh, okay, I'll read it. Never mind. John fifteen sixteen. It says, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointment to you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Right? So God chose us, right? So just like it out of the pumpkin patch, God's going to choose you, right? So Eric, I want you to choose a pumpkin. That one. That's a good choice. Now see, I grew all these pumpkins, right, out of my own garden, so uh, I didn't have to pay for any of this stuff. Ah, yes. No, it's for me. All right. So... In 2 Corinthians 5.17, 2 Corinthians 5.17, amen, good, okay, you get a pumpkin, (laughs) ha, never mind then. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Right? So, <clears throat> after he chooses us, right? Right, right, Eric? So, you're kind of like, like playing God, right? So, what you're going to do is you're going to wipe away all the dirt and clean your pumpkin. See all this stuff? We choose him, and God takes us and cleans us. Right? He wipes all the stuff off that we have with us. All the iniquities, everything else cleans us, right? That's the second thing that makes us more like a pumpkin as a Christian, right? So number three. He opens you up and scoops out all the yucky stuff. He removes the seeds of doubt, a hate, and greed. In Romans 6.6, 6, Yeah, go ahead. You can get started. It may take you a while to get through my pumpkins. (laughs) Yes, he does. Romans 6, 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the bodies of sin might, have, might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Right? So after he chooses us, we get washed up. Right? And then he begins to work in our, in our lives. And he takes away all that sin. And like for me... For me, sometimes I don't always do the right thing. And I had the opportunity to go to some people and be like, you know what, hey, I screwed up, I messed up. And 
God honored that. And I was able to clean my life up, right? And I was able to move on. And I tell you, the blessings of God after you go to him and be like, please clean me up. I need it. I have sin in my life and I want to get rid of it. And he begins to clean you up, right? Having trouble there? Okay. Want a better knife? Power tools. power tools would have been great, but no. I should have had this done prior, but no, I'm sorry. Don't cut yourself. So as he's carving that and opening it up, trying to get all the yucky stuff, um, We have the opportunity in our lives to either turn away from sin or turn to it, right? And I was reading uh, the story of Joseph the other day. And, you know, Joseph ran away from Potiphar's wife because it was sin, right? And every time anything bad happened to Joseph, he was blessed beyond measure, right? So when you're obedient to God, just like Logan, when you're obedient to God and you go to him and you say, you know what, I screwed up, let's clean up my life. Or when he, you choose him and he chooses you, you begin to turn away from your sin, right? And it cleans you up. He scoops out all the stuff out of your life. I got a spoon over here. You see that spoon there? Yeah, that's gross. He begins to carve away at all the stuff in your life, right? He puts people in your life to carve away at the stuff in your life, right? The Bible says iron sharpens iron. I can't tell you how many times I've met someone in the church and they've come to me and like, man, you upset me or, or I upset them or, um, or, or whatnot, right? But the, we come together and we become the greatest of friends because iron sharpens iron. You got everything out of there? So he cleans out all of the sticky, gooey, nasty seeds and stuff. Wow, there's a lot of seeds in there. Yeah. Wouldn't think there would be that much stuff in a small pumpkin like that. But we don't know how much sin we have in our life, right? All the hidden stuff. All the hidden sins in your life, right? So that was number three. He cleans you out. Number four, he carves a smile into your face. <clears throat> he carves you a new smile. He gives you, he gives you something joyous and renews your life, right? It renews your smile, right? And that is Psalm 71, 23. Go from Old Testament to New Testament, New Testament to Old Testament. Psalm 71:23 Ooh, there's proverbs. I like proverbs. God, you guys are so fast. My lips will shout for joy. When I sing praise to you, I, whom you have redeemed. 
making it. You're like the Vanna White of pumpkins, you know that, right? Thanks. <laughs> Who's there? So, 71.23, I read it already, but I'm going to read it again. It says, my lips will shout for joy. When I sing praise to you, I, whom you have redeemed. Right? Hey, there's part of my Bible. Nice. I need a new Bible, guys. I just lost half of Exodus. I'm going to read that again because I don't think that you guys are really hearing what God is saying here. My lips will shout for joy. I, whom you have redeemed, right? God has redeemed you. No matter what you go through, no matter how bad you've done, what done in your life, God has redeemed you when he chooses you from the pumpkin patch. Making it? <laughs> what did I get into? That's a big smile. Make it big so you can see your light. <laughs> Now let's really let God get in here and carve into you. You got it? Yeah. That's where I've done this before. <laughs> That's all right. It works. Now, show, hold it up there. Yeah. Right on. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Set that over there for me. Thank you. Right? It does look like me. Thanks, Pastor. Appreciate that. It means I'm happy and redeemed. Nextly and last, it says he puts the light inside you to shine for all the world to see. In Matthew 5, 6, or 5, 16, sorry. And I see that I upgraded that. There's a remote for that. You can actually turn it on remotely. So just like God does with us, you know, he can turn you on. Thank you, Devin. Appreciate that. Everybody say, I'm there, when you find out you're there. Amen, I hear that. Matthew 5.16. It says, In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. 
when you shine your light, it should cause other people to shout and praise God. Right? It's a significant thing to do. Can everybody see the light? Yeah, it's a changing one. Yeah. See, we're like a pumpkin, right? When we begin to serve Christ, Christ redeems us. He grabs us and he pulls us in. He washes us up. He hugs us. He loves on us. And then he begins to change us. Right? He begins to carve out the iniquities, carve out the sin. He begins to take out all the seeds and all the doubt in your life and say, you know what? You are my child. You are whom I love. And I'm going to put what I love into you. And he begins to change us and we begin to smile and we begin to shine our light, right? He says, this little light of mine... I'm not I'm gonna let it shine, right? I'm not gonna it out. So how often in our life do we begin to damper that light? See if I was gonna do a candle, that way I could put it out. Oh the dimmer doesn't work. But how often in our light do we get that far with our walk with Christ? And don't put any light in us. Or how often do we let our light dimmer? Because things happen in our lives. God has really taught me something with this message is is that I need to let my light shine. I need to let people know that I'm a Christian and that God has put his light in me. And I don't need to let my circumstances in life, my finances, or whatever I'm going through turn me into something that has sin, is not washed or not cleaned, and it has no light. I want to be someone that my light shines bright for the world to see. Amen. So today, if you would like prayer, I'm here to pray with you. Pastor's here to pray with you. If you've let your light dimmer with things going on in your life, or if you don't even have a light, if you let it go out, God's saying today, I want to fill you with so much joy and so much light. You know, there's a, a Facebook meme that says, if, I'm a, if a mosquito bit me, I'd like it to go away saying I got power in the blood. Right? I want everybody to know that my light is shining bright. So if your light is diminished this morning, and if you'd like to just have someone pray with you about that, I'm here. Pastor's here. I'm going to pray. And if you need prayer, come forward. 
Father, we come before you and we ask right now that this message go out and it, it hits the people it needs to hit, Lord. That the light needs to shine, Lord. And I pray right now that if people get to know you, that your light would shine bright through them. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to speak your words and your wisdom, Lord, and to have fun with it, Lord. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.